He didn't slam you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. Hello and welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing. It is of year 2021, season three. We're getting towards the end. It's week eight. Fast approaching some new content. Really excited about that. And some new seasons of absolutely everything. But for now, let's talk about the current season. Braden Martin's here to join me. How are you going, mate? Not too bad. A day late, but um, things yeah. come up. <laughs> we Apologies do our best. for that. Real life happened. Um, you almost just got me talking to myself for an hour, but we decided to reschedule instead so you can have Braden talking about how good his race was last week because that's what we didn't want to miss out on. Um, whatever you say, I, I guarantee you I'm saying worse stuff. So let's get <laughs> into it. Um, I'm Peter Walker Wilkinson, by the way. We're tonight brought to you by. CD Symptography, probably still, I haven't checked up. We're, we're probably past the overdue point, but that's okay. Clayton's a legend, and he's been doing some cool photos for us on the side, so we'll just keep going with him. Go check him out on Facebook, CD Symptography. Uh, go check out the man himself, Ash Knowles, with uh, coffee, Brewster Coffee, B-R-E-W-S-T-R.coffee. I've been told I did a really good recap of what it actually is, and he didn't tell me a thing about it, so... He, he thanked me, so we, we nailed it. So go check out the website and go rate your favourite coffee shops. There is an app coming out fairly soon, I'm being told. So go check that. 24-7 Race Control, go check out that. They are the best thing you can get for race control. Uh, let's get into what we've been up to. Now, let's go straight to Braden. I want to hear what you've been up to, mate. Where do we want to start? That's the question. <laughs> do we get it out of the way or...? <laughs> Or should we yeah, start with go. the more positive let's stuff? No, no, let's do it. Let's 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 wrap up our, our happenings at Aussie Car because that's the only leagues that we sort of did this week. Um, I will I'll start with mine. Okay, let's go here because it's a very very simple thing. Um, we went to Catalonia, and I qualified thirteenth in race one, which was I was really really happy with, extremely happy with that. Got off to a good start. Didn't get into any 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 fighting. Just sort of held my position fairly well. A few people got past me. Uh, was following young Jeremy Bush around the track, having some good battles between him uh, and a couple others just in front, jumping in and out. And we got up to turn uh, one, two, sweeping third, four underneath the bridge there. And I was I was enthralled by the the overtaking and the maneuvering in front. Uh, and then I realized the cars were coming close to me and I'd missed my braking marker by a good five to 10 meters and tried to pull left before I hit Jeremy's back wheel. Uh, didn't quite get there in time. My front wing hit his back wheel, which put his, him off to the right and unfortunately into two or three other cars. Uh, and I caused a massive pile up, which I, I do thank um, David Haynes and uh, Jason Fewens for saying that there must have been a mechanical error because I don't do that. Um, but yes, it was completely 100% my fault and I deserve the 30 points I got for it. And I apologize to everyone out there who I, yeah, killed for the night. I think Farron was one of them. Uh, sorry. And, um, Nick Scarajew was in there as well. So, uh, really sorry about that. And it felt bad. So taking out my own teammate, uh, one of the other team members of our team anyway, was, was a not good start to the night. And then we went to race two where I started warming tires up and then realized I'd left myself not enough time to get an actual qualifying lap in. So then started at the back of the field, held down the button for the clutch in anticipation to really fly through the field. And then when I put my foot on the accelerator, when the lights started, realized I was pressing the tear off button 
and not the clutch button and the car launched forward uh, at that stage i should have yes put the foot down and just bolted through the field and um tried to nullify the the penalty of the false start but i didn't do that because i was in like 27th position oh at least we got to look at the positives um i mean at the end of the day at least you were able to see your false start really well yeah yeah i i saw it i did it um Someone else did it in the field. I can't remember who did. I saw someone else launch forward at the, just a couple ahead of me. So, um, yeah, so it happened. I did it. I I then fought. But then the problem was Ira's now brought in this fuel rule, which I love, and I've said how much I love it, but the, the pit window was lap four to lap 10. You've got to serve your penalty in the first three laps, otherwise you get DQ'd. So, therefore, I'm sitting here going... Do I save fuel? Do I go hard? Do I save fuel? Do I? What do I do? I have to pit lap three. Can I stretch it out? I know I'm good at fuel conserving. Anyway, I pitted lap three, and Brace Labs was telling me, "Yeah, I'm going to make it," but then it's telling me halfway through, "Like, no, I'm not going to make it." And my maths in my head is telling me, "There's no chance I'm going to make it." <laughs> but Brace Labs kept on giving me this this thing that I might get there. And then we got to one lap to get to the go. So I'm like, nah, I've got like 0.4 of a litre left. Well, it was two laps to go. I had one litre left. And I'm like, okay, we'll do one more lap and we'll, we'll pit on the last lap. So um, once again, shout out to the commentary team thinking I the pit the pit window had already opened when I went in to do my pit stop as well, not realising <laughs> that I'd false started as well. <laughs> they had a um, lot of belief in you last on the last did. Thursday. <laughs> they did. And you, you're doing a great job, guys. Um but then, so I've pulled into the pits and I swear I've pressed the button to say fuel because there's definitely something that happened when I stopped because the counter started going. As soon as the counter stopped, I just went, not thinking that I'd obviously it'd only been like a second and a half. And I think what happened is Race Labs just tells it to turn it off and because it was going back and forth on how much I needed, it just short fueled me. Anyway, I came out of the pits with 0.4 of a litre left still. And I'm like... <laughs> Oh, no. But at least now I'm on the final lap. So anyone who's finishing now is finishing. The problem was we had James Chastity, who's won his first road race. He wanted to celebrate, but he can't. he's got a 0x. So he can't get a 1x by doing doughies and all this other stuff because I'm still not finished a lap and I'm not going to finish a lap <laughs> unless I crawl around. So I'm like, Chastity, don't. Don't do it. I'm like, I'm so sorry. So I've come out and... Then I've realized I've got an unsafe pit exit somehow in all this. So I crawl around. I do a lap of Catalonia with 0.4 of a litre in the tank with still 0.1 when I cross the line. I clutched <laughs> the bastard out of this thing. I had Tim Harris trying to draft me, uh, drag me along, um, but I got across the line and then realized I hadn't served my stop-go penalty. So I think I technically got disqualified anyway and got pushed back a lap. So it was not a good good race. We move on from that. I'm no longer in contention for any kind of trophies at all. So let's just worry about individual races from now on, which I'm loving. So shout out to what how Chastity went last season because that's all he had to worry about after Blue's engine race one. Braden, how did you go, mate? Yeah, well, it Have was. Have you got any apologies to issue this week? Yes. <laughs> it's unfortunately seeming to be uh, becoming a bit of a common theme uh, this season. We need a segment. Uh, this week's apologies, too, from our host, too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess it was, it, was a, it was a weird one. I, I had 
really good pace all week um, at Barcelona. Um, was able to put in some pretty good laps in practice, and I, I actually really enjoyed the track. Like uh, a lot of people don't like it in real life, um, and from what from what I've heard and from watching Formula One and stuff, they seem to think it produces pretty mediocre racing and and that kind of thing. But in terms of driving yeah. the skippy around it, it was super fun. Um, and even as a bit of a hot lapping track, um, kind of like I found with Nurburgring, like it was just fun to drive. Um, yep. So that was good. Um, my if much improved qualifying continued um, this round, which was really nice. So first race, I was able to put it on the front row again. We, so, had, a, we had a pole lockout, didn't we? A front row lockout. Yeah, we did. So Chasty qualified pole and I managed to, to put it in second, which was... We're great for the team. Um, for those astute viewers of the broadcast, we had locked on um, in first second. We had uh, top split, top split second, a uh, third, fourth on the second row. Milo on the fourth of the third row. Yep, and then locked and on again on the fourth row. Yeah, seventh and eighth. So it was sets of teams the whole way down to eighth, which was pretty yeah. cool to see. Um, so yeah, the race started pretty well. Um, Chesty and I were sort of fumbling our way through <laughs> working out how to work together and not me get in his way or him get in my way. And, um, yeah, we're trying to basically try our best to gap away from the ensuring green wall that was behind us, uh, which we couldn't do really. Um, and then some moves started to get made. Uh, Alex McKellar put one up the inside of me at turn five which I just wasn't really expecting. Completely fine move. He ran, a, not ran wide, but ran wide enough where I had to make a decision if I keep my foot in it and hope that he pulls it up or I lift a little bit and sort of concede that position um, and see what I can do for the rest of the race. Like if I keep it flat and keep trying to go uh, uh, hold it as far to the outside as I can, I just felt like there was a chance he might have touched touch me or we might have had a collision or something so i lifted a little bit and then it sort of yeah sort of started to feel the pressure a bit um as ben snell then started to push his way through and it was yeah i was starting to understand how chastity feels when he was at the front <laughs> all of a sudden you know like yeah it's very different to when you start 15th and you're trying to work your way back up onto the back of the green guys and you get to the back of him and you're like, oh, I, I had a good race. You know, I started 15th. I made it up to seventh and yeah. I was the one making the moves and that kind of thing. It's it's a whole different kind of racing when you're up the front and you're having to look behind you and try yeah. and keep yourself forward. And you know the guys behind you are super fast and have good race craft and they're smart and some of them are aggressive. It's it's very intimidating. So it's it's been interesting. So the race went on i got myself sort of shuffled back to fourth place and the last lap started and we're coming down we're coming out of the sort of sweeping left that goes into the long right hander before the drs straight um towards the back end of the track and i got a pretty good run i got a really good run out of that left hander and got a pretty good run into that right hander um and that's where it sort of all kicked off where ben looked like he had a good run out, but he slowed up. And I, so I don't know if he missed a gear or he noticed that Chasty was behind him and noticed that Alex was on his outside and it was better to slow a little bit, hold Chasty up, but knowing he would still have the inside against McKellar or 
I, I don't know. We, we, without talking to him, we, we would never know. Um, but that sort of checked Chastity up a little bit. And I think they actually made a little bit of contact. And I had to then move to the inside to not run into the back of Chastity, which I think either gave Alex a fright or he thought he was just opening up the corner. Um, and he went over to the right-hand side, which left this massive gap in between <laughs> Chastity and Ben on the left and Alex on the right. And in a half panic slash missing, not missing my breaking marker, but, you know, breaking late, I managed to just go straight through the middle of all of them and pulled it up before I got out to that outside sausage curve. But I definitely had a little bit of wheel spin. Ben obviously had the inside line in front of Chasty, but it gave me the inside to the next right-hander with yep. Chasty next to me, which meant Chasty sort of had to let me come come across and tuck in behind and ended up finishing in second spot, which was really awesome. It was a really cool race to be a part of. Um, and, you know, I definitely could see how maybe people might have taken that last move as a super aggressive move, but I kind of feel like I need to start being a bit more aggressive and, you know, I think I have some decent pace now. And if I'm just going to, especially on the last lap, for instance, you know, what do we had like yeah. five turns to go uh, into the only real massive chance to make a move at the end of the lap. If I'm just going to sit behind two people who are going slower and not do anything, then, you know, I might as well not worry about trying to get these podiums because I'll just be stuck behind these guys forever. So I definitely think it was an aggressive move, but hey, I pulled the car up. I didn't make contact with anyone. So it is what it is. It worked. Um, so yeah, first race, good. Second race, well, qualifying was good again. So yep. I've had two seconds and two thirds now because I got another third in qualifying. So that was nice. Uh, Chastity was at the front again um, with his really good pace. And, you know, the start of the race was going really well. I was, I managed to get up to second um, with a nice move up the inside. Um, and then... We're coming up to maybe, I don't know, like three or four or two or three or something. And um, just on that left-hander, um, before you get to the right that goes to the DRS straight, I hit my right front on the big sausage curb. That I'd done heaps of times in practice. Sometimes you can hit it and it doesn't do anything. Sometimes you can hit it and your car gets destroyed. Um, this one was a bit weirder, though, because... You can hear if you go back and listen to any of the streams, I straight away go, oh, no, I think I've meatballed my car. And it wasn't yeah. because I felt the car feel like it was meatballed. The the steering felt a little bit loose, but sometimes that happens. Um, it was because I'd know what had happened in the past. like and, yeah. the, and the car, normally you just go to the next turn, you go straight and you're cooked. But what happened was I turned into the right-hander and it felt fine. The steering was loose, but there's a couple of corners there where if you hit the raised, um, the red and white ones yeah, the in the wrong way, yeah. the steering feels loose, but I'd actually, the 2037 I did in practice on a really cool track, I did with loose steering. Like it was yeah. the best lap, I, best lap I'd done. So when I turned right, I was like, oh, oh, sorry. Just as I got to the right hand that the meatball flag flashed up. So it wasn't until I got into the turn that the meatball flag actually showed up or that I noticed it Yeah. Um, and crew chief said it. So I made the right turn. Didn't feel too bad. Uh, come down to the braking zone. And as soon as I put my foot on the brake, the right front locked up. And I, I because where you brake there, you brake and you start to turn in towards the turn. It mm. just shot me straight down the left-hand side. I had no control whatsoever and unfortunately uh, hit Alex. Thankfully, he was 
able to finish the race, but I think probably in his frustration at me made his own mistake as well when coming into the pits. So, um, yeah, obviously really sorry for Alex. It was just a really crappy way to end what had been a really good round and a good battle up until that point, um, which, yeah, really sucked. So, yeah, it was just, it's just frustrating because, uh, you know, qualifying two seconds and two thirds and so far out of the four races, I've finished one of them <laughs> effectively. Yeah. You know, it's yep, just, yeah, it's a bit of frustrating season. So, you'll, yeah. You'll get there. Yeah, I guess so. It was uh, up until that point, it was good. I managed to eventually get out and do the last like four laps. And I think I made up a couple of positions from other people who had had incidents. But yeah, it's just, just one of those, one of those ones, unfortunately. It's just, yeah. I mean, in hindsight, would have I gone, oh, hey, look, the meeple flag's on. That means the car's ruined. Yeah, probably. Um, you know, but, uh, it, as I'm going down that straight, I'm thinking, Hmm, normally when I've ruined my car, the wheels up in the air and it's very yeah. clear that there's damage this time. There wasn't, it was completely normal spinning like it normally would the right hand went well. And then also like how many times at like long beach, for instance, or other times you have these small contacts where you get a meatball flag, you go in, the car is completely fine. You go in and it fixes it up and yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, in hindsight, yeah, that was the discussion over yeah. chat was, hey, it's not going to be much. Get just get to get to the pits as quick as you can and, and check yeah. it out. So, in hindsight, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, yeah. You know, if I had my time again, of course, knowing what the car was going to do at the end of that braking, I would have pulled up earlier and tried to get home, and then obviously not. But um, at, at that stage, what do you but... do? Where do you pull out? Because you're on a big long straight. Like yeah. you pull over, I guess, right on the left, and then stop dead. Yeah, like it's it's a but... hard call to make when you when you are racing. Um, and yeah. you don't feel like there's a problem. So, so yeah, so that kind of sucked. I don't know. I finished probably 27th or 50th or 300. Ahead of me. I don't know. That was, no, actually, you weren't. No, <laughs> I don't think I was. Yeah. So, yeah, a season of what could have been so far, but that is what it is. Yeah. Um, other stuff I've been doing, uh, obviously, Mid-Ohio was Skippy Officials this week, so I did four races there. Um, really, really enjoyed the track, to be honest. It was pretty, pretty fun. Um, had some good results. Uh, unfortunately, my streak of top fives was broken, which I'll talk about in a second. But um, did three races there. I got um, two thirds, which was pretty cool. Um, all sub 2K strength of fields. Um, but it meant that I did SNL um, and I bloody made <laughs> it into go. top split. So <laughs> that was kind of cool. Um, good but I was well out of my depth. Like I, there was a lo- it was a pretty low participation round. Um, I I definitely was well off the pace. I think my qualifying time was one point four or one point three seconds off pole, um, yeah. which you know is crazy to think in a way. Like I'm starting to feel like I'm getting pretty decent at the skippy and you know, have some pretty quick times and there's still people out there are, are almost a second and a half faster than me. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's just a different level. The race went pretty interestingly. I qualified 14th. That was car 15. Um, first corner or second corner, there was a bit of an incident that got me up into 11th, um, which put some fast guys behind me. Uh, I had a little sneak up the inside of Craig Byerly in the second turn of the second lap. Uh, he kind of left the door open a little bit. I thought I missed my braking marker, and I said he basically abused me over comms, saying like, "What are you doing? Like typical dive bomber, blah blah." blah. Like, I don't know. He was going on about some rubbish, yeah. um, and I kind of panicked. A bad day. 
yeah, I kind of panicked and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I missed my raking marker, which I, I didn't. Mm. I don't even know why I said it. Um, and I said to him, like, look, if it's that, if it means that much to you, I'll give you the position back. Like, I, yeah. I didn't care that much. Um, yeah. So, you know, I didn't fight it. He was a bit quicker than me, so I didn't fight him when he came up beside me, you know, half a lap later and just sort of let him through. Um, yeah. But I went back and watched it, and I also watched it on the broadcast. It was actually just a good move. He left the door open, and I, he got spooked by the fact that I went for the move, and he... Yep. He he thought that I wasn't going to pull it up, so he pulled out and like you know turned left and opened up his steering. But I made the corner completely easily and yeah. didn't didn't lock up, didn't have any issue pulling up. So yeah, aggressive move, yes. Dive mom, no, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, there were some incidents at the end that got me to eleventh, which meant got SNL points again, which is awesome. So that was really cool, um, and still managed to keep the streak of uh, I rating gain up. So I gained six I rating oh, wow. by finishing at eleventh. Well done. <laughs> Uh, and then I did one more race at Mid-Ohio on uh, Monday night just before it closed and, and managed to get a win, which was nice. But it was, again, like an 1,800 strength of field, so pretty low. Yep. So it's it's been a good week. So the I ratings had another good boost. So I'm up to 3,328 now, I think. Well done. Now, we yeah. um, we did some practice at Dover last night, which was awesome fun. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's going to help, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm really concerned about tomorrow night. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm really concerned about Thursday night. <laughs> I don't know but, what to expect. I think it's either going to be one of two things. This is my opinion. It's either going to be one of two things. It is going to be the world's most boring race you ever watch. Or, I don't think it possibly can be. Or there's going to be... A whole field wreckage, <laughs> like probably and, that. <laughs> and Ira's probably gonna, you know, make fun of me afterwards, saying he's listened to this podcast and we went, you know, a yeah. hundred laps and everything was perfectly fine. We didn't have a safety car, no one crashed, and the racing was awesome. And he knows best, but I just, I'm severely concerned. <laughs> Do you know the, the draft is so strong on that track that you can, like, I was doing it last night. I was at the pack back of like five. It only took me about two laps if you go from one lane to the other, which you can because the outside lane is slower. Yeah. Um. So you, if you find the right gaps, I, I like I got to the front of the the, the five years in in one in one lap quite easily because it's just you pull into one, you just get dragged along from the other, and it can make such a difference to the lap. Yeah. But you can get so much speed on that corner <laughs> that it's you still go in. Well, no, it's it's the fact that. That corner is perfect for a skippy in fifth gear. You don't need to do anything, no throttle management mm. or anything. But as soon as you add the amount of draft you can get into that corner, you all of a sudden you have to throttle manage. And if mm. you don't realize that and you go in, you're like, sweet, here we go. Cut yeah, in. I don't need to. You're someone big time. Your tail, your tail just goes out. You, mm. you lose it. It's the weirdest thing because normally it's the understeer or, or anything like that. But your tail on this track just slides. That's yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. And it, it just steps out on you. And it, 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 that's what's going to cause the crash. Is someone underestimating the amount of speed they go into the corner with? It's interesting as well because, and I guess we could talk about it because this probably won't be released. The, no one will probably get a chance yeah. to listen to this before the race. But like, it seems as though it's slower to do any kind of leapfrogging. Like, it is. And, and if you're yeah. by yourself, like I think Matthew and I did about eight laps where he just sat behind me didn't push yeah. me at all didn't just sat in my draft throttle throttled off as not to hit me just tried to stay as close to me as possible and alex john was three or four seconds ahead of us and we just caught him like it was nothing yeah like it was nothing yeah and that was only the, with two of us so i can't imagine I, like if you have a group of five pushing along behind you like you're gonna get swallowed up in a second 
Yeah, I, I so want to try, but I'm not game enough to do it in the race. Is bump drafting in the skippy? I was <laughs> it doing it last it night. Doesn't go, it doesn't go well. It doesn't go well. No, it. Me and Maddie Mites were doing it, and it, it took a lot of communication because you've only got you've got a one spot you can hit it with yeah. one spot on the car. So if you're out by a millimeter, he goes sideways. You break break stuff. Everyone goes sideways. But I was hitting him, and I was hitting him okay. I was getting a zero X for it. No damage to the front of my car, and we were getting point two to point three seconds on those laps just by doing that. Like mm. you could see how much quicker he he's he's in, he's got no control of this car. Yeah, yeah, you have no <laughs> idea what's happening. You just a, you're a passenger. He's, he's just holding on, but it actually was working. And um, I need to loosen my steering up a little bit so I can um, try and have a bit more accuracy with it. But I'll try it again in the practice tomorrow. Night. We'll see how we go. But I can't wait to give it. It's a gonna crack. yeah, it's gonna be interesting. All right. But what I was leading to was um, we had a bit of a we we we. Um, Got we got that taste out of our mouth, and we went to uh, Phoenix Legacy with the the Beatles and <laughs> did. Uh, did some rally cross, right. which was really good fun. So, um, I th- we were all within sort of a second of each other by the end of it. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying the rally cross, especially in the Beetle light. It had enough. Um, it just just felt nice going around Phoenix in a, in a Beetle again. So, um, I, I do want to add that to my officials every now and then that I don't do officials, but if I, if I jump in, I'm definitely going to be looking at something like that to have a bit of fun in. And I think just one random night for all of us to get in, to do some rally cross in the practice sessions is good fun. So yeah, if sure. you're not they doing it, go fun. give it a crack. Yep. Somewhere, hope, hope. somewhere in the world or somewhere in the Logitech uh, Altus eSports house, Bo <laughs> Albert was crying tears of absolute distress watching us drive around those tracks, but it's okay. We had hey, fun. We had some good times in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, until that one bloke came in and did like one lap and wiped us all <laughs> off the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. That was good. Anyway, let's get into the news. News brought to you by CD Syntography. Thank you, Clayton Davies, for doing some great stuff and helping us out. If you want to help us out, don't forget, hit me up. Uh, we'll go in the Discord or Locked On Lads on Facebook. Uh, we do need as much help as we can get, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> let's get into the news this week. Now, the first one I want to bring your attention to is V8 Supercars. I actually got a text from my friend Kate, if she's listening. Shout out to Kate, she's a legend. Uh, asking me if I was going into this series um, in the draft <laughs> for the, the E-Series, and I, I, I laughed and said no. Um and she couldn't comprehend why, uh, but I cannot do this. But uh, they've announced the draft system. So if you are interested in going in the E-Series or having a chance to go in the E-Series, uh, we will talk to Madison down in the next couple of weeks. Um, the interview we've already recorded, so listen out for that. But he talks about his experiences in that first ever draft. Uh, it is a possibility that if you qualify, you can get in to the E-Series. So definitely have a crack at it. But... Stage one will be on there from the 8th to the 15th of August. Uh, so keep an eye out for the now, which is right now. Um, if you want to head to supercars.com slash e-series draft, complete the entry form. Um, and you need obviously to have iRacing an account with that. Um, so from there, you can draw, you can join the draft and it's a time attack session uh, with a complete, a valid lap around Phillip Island in either the Mustang or the Commodore. Um, at the conclusion of stage one, the top 10 fastest lap times will be eligible to go into stage two, which will be held on Wednesday, the 18th of August, which is coming up very soon as well. Uh, the top 10 fastest entries will go head to head in a closed round simulation. Um, they'll be qualifying for the three races. Points will be awarded to drivers. At the conclusion of race three, drivers will be seeded in an order 
of their accumulated points, which then heads on to Friday, the 20th of August, for stage three of the draft process. And drivers will be ranked um, with their accumulated points from race two, uh, from stage two. For example, draft pick one will have the most amount of points and will be draft pick number one, uh, dra- will, uh, with draft pick 10 being the least amount of points. Teams will put forward in their order of preference uh, and will be allocated a driver based on their draft pick number. So the top 10 people will be allocated to a supercar team. Um, and obviously, the better you uh, go, the the more likely you are with, to be the number one pick to be going to one of the better teams. So, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, obviously, there'll be, I assume, the, the normal people who get around the draft that will go into the series as well. So you won't be racing against those guys to get in. But look, we're getting pretty close to this thing. So from the 20th of August, the draft process will be done. It won't be long after that that we'll start seeing the actual E-series. Now, we need to talk amongst ourselves about how we're going to follow, how we're going to cover this, but it is something we would like to do a bit of special coverage for. So keep an eye out for what we announce in the near future about the e-series coverage um but yeah if you want to have a crack at it there you go so brayden you're going to learn the v8 in the next couple of days and, and have a crack absolutely not okay cool. <laughs> no no uh not only do have i not driven the v8 apart from maybe four laps around bathurst because you know fair supercar and bathurst um I'm sure I'd be completely terrible at it. So, uh, no, not at this point. You would definitely have more racing experience in a VH supercar than I do. So you've got more, no. more chance of making it than me. <laughs> but I am actually quite interested in picking up the V8 sooner or later. You know, I talk about every single car I want to pick up and race, but it is definitely one that I want to start learning eventually. And just, I know how bad I am at it. I just want to see if I can get a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I'm very interested to see who comes out of this and where they end up. Like, obviously, I'd say there'd be ten or twelve Scops drivers already that would be already have spots lined up. I'd assume, but I haven't had that confirmed by anyone yet. But the yeah. draft then is sort of that mid tier of of you know scoop uh, Scops. God, I said it scoops. <laughs> uh, Scops. Um, Scops racing. So, and will there be? just a random person that no one that doesn't do that kind of stuff get in like who we mm. who we expecting to to make it make a uh, run for it um I, I wonder if both warren brothers will get in i wonder if you know altus will you know those those boys have already signed up or they're going to get a couple guys in that so it's there's a lot of stuff to unfold over the coming weeks but looking forward to that so Let's go to the next announcement, which sort of we, we talked about it the other week. The hill climb's coming, but iRacing is just wants to tell us all about it, and I don't mind that. <laughs> um, they released a video which, spoilers, Barney gets a new outfit and it looks like he's in pajamas, but he's there at the top of the hill to meet you when you come across the finish line. But then, not only that, but Travis, how am I going to say it? Pastrana. How am I? Pastrana. He gets to um, he he actually got to go down to the headquarters and have a crack and have a race of the the hill climb and there's a video of him doing that and it's hilarious one of the crashes he has but he does a time that's pretty good apparently compared to his his real life um, attempts at it so five minutes forty four so 
that that looks cool. It looks pretty bare, which I guess that's what it is because it's obviously snowing after you, so it doesn't get much chance to grow anything else. But um, you know, rocks everywhere, hill climbing, Barney. It's all got everything it needs. So, how excited are you to have a crack with the Subi around there? Yeah, I, I I'm interested. I, I was I was talking to Ira the other day, and. One of the things that we're intrigued about is like, what what will these sessions look like, and how will they work? Yeah, and, and you know, if you wanted to do, if you wanted to do some kind of race or series on it, like, like what would that look like? So that that's kind of what we're we're interested in interested in finding out. You know, is it something like is it going to be run like real real rally where you know someone takes off every thirty seconds or, um, you know, is it just you know you'll run up there at the same time and you know, you just see what your times are at the end and the sessions are like 10-minute sessions because you have a quick warm-up and then you do your five-minute lap and then you're done. So, yeah, I guess that's what I'm kind of intrigued to see. And Or will it just be like a time attacks thing like we've already got with the time yeah. attack where it's just, you know, you do it all week and then at the end of the week we get points on it. Yeah. And so it resets. Yeah, so, I think it's an interesting is one. Is it a like, limited time event? Is it going to be like a special event where it's just the hill climb is this weekend? Yeah. crack at it everyone and get that's your best it. time and we, see we what happens the yeah um because it, it's an intriguing one like releasing a new track yeah sure you can put that track into 10 different series and you know it runs throughout mm-hmm. the the season but you know this is a standalone track we don't have any other hill climbs what you can't run a 12 6 12 week season on the one hill climb you know so no. it's yeah there's a lot of details that we don't know yet it looks pretty but I guess cool. This, I haven't been able to watch the video race, yet because I. Yeah, you can't race against anyone. So, like, what do you no. do? Like, does Rallycross one week decide? Okay, Rallycross this week is the hill climb. Yeah. Um. The best times. Uh. That's it. Yeah. I haven't and seen. Do we get different variations of it? Do we get the downhill version? That's yeah. the other. Yeah. So I haven't seen Travis's video. I don't have Instagram, so unfortunately, I couldn't load it up. But um. I probably could do some digging and find it on YouTube or something, amount. but it doesn't show a huge amount. But it just—it's exciting that it's that close. That yeah. he's having it. We're definitely getting it in a couple of weeks' time, so it'll be week yeah. thirteen. They'll drop it, and however they're going to do it, and will we, will we be able to do the IRO one or the Skippy Hill Climb <laughs> Challenge? Like, yeah. well, that is—is is that a thing? Like, do they put a different car in it each week? Is that the series? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's it's exciting. I'm glad they're doing different things and they're trying new things and it's keeping it fresh. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I guess I probably sound like I'm being a bit of a downer. Like it's really cool. Like it's awesome. But I just, I guess I just want to know what it looks like in terms of how and when and what do we race it in and on and and that kind of thing. I suppose. How? We, we, how yeah, is it just going to be soon. just a one-off and we never see or hear from it again? You know, because everyone's done it that one time and they're over it and then they bring it back once a year. Is that sort of the plan for it? And if that is the plan mm. for it, it's like, I hope you didn't spend too much time on it because I would rather <laughs> you've put that time into something that we can use more yeah. regularly and more frequently. I, I guess that's my my thing. But yeah, awesome. it's an awesome thing. Yeah. Um, more I, the, the, there's more, more questions than answers at the moment, but it is exciting so. trying something new, which yeah. is the upside. Definitely. Are we going to get weather on the hill climb? Um, like as in rain. But anyway, let's let's move on to the next question, uh, next um, topic. 
uh, before we get right down this rabbit hole. So just a quick one. Pro Trucks is supposed to be back this week, uh, Pro Truck Showdown. Uh, Justin Howe uh, runs that. It's supposed to come back this week, but they've just delayed it a week. Uh, obviously, things they just need to get sorted out. However, just on Facebook today, there is a little tease with a new logo floating around. Um, the Silver Crown Showdown uh, coming soon. Massive cash prizes up for grabs for Australia and New Zealand. So interesting there. Um, I assume that's a separate series, and they're going to be bringing... Uh, the Silver Crown cars to road tracks is what I'm assuming. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens there. So keep an eye out. Um, plus, obviously, Pro Truck Showdown back next week, uh, the 17th. So keep an eye out for that one. Looking forward to it. Uh, the more announcements in series coming up right now as well, which Anne, Anne's car, uh, which we will hear from Carl Withy again this week, finally. Um, thanks. Hopefully, he's, he's back from his, his uh, dentist Dangery appointments. What is it? Winston Tooth coming out, I think it was. Um, so welcome back, mate. But uh, they announced their new Thunder Series, uh, the Season 2 schedule, uh, which starts next Thursday, next Wednesday night, uh, starting at Daytona, 60 laps around Daytona. Uh, now, so am I in correct in saying we will be seeing a locked-on card? Or what are we... Yeah, we are. I'm I'm, I'm dropping scraps because of the, the late finish that, that was occurring there. I'm already sleep-deprived most of the time, but at 11 <laughs> o'clock I was getting to bed and then I was still buzzing, so it was taking... I wasn't getting much sleep on a Wednesday night, so we're going to try and finish around the 9 o'clock <laughs> and try and get <laughs> off by 9.30 and go to bed. The only problem is it'll be competing with the V um the v race but um that's okay we'll we'll, we'll live but it, we've got an xfinity car uh painted up i dropped it on the facebook during the week one of the very few posts i've actually done in a couple of weeks sorry about that everyone um but a few people have pointed out that luke traher has got the very similar colors to mine <laughs> and that carl's gonna have a nightmare but like i said luke will be at the front of the pack <laughs> i will be at the back of the pack very easy to tell the difference between which it won't be like oh what's luke traher doing at the back of the pack oh no it's i was gonna say well maybe the problem will be when he's lapping you i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess that'll be the problem um but yeah no we are finally getting a locked on car into Anne's car series so long overdue excited to do that yeah definitely is but daytona first round of the season very excited about that so um looking forward to that but then we had to darlington richmond uh bristol las vegas talladega charlotte roval which will be interesting homestead texas kansas martinville and finishing up in phoenix so if you are interested go check out uh ann's car facebook series our facebook page and they can lead you that but also season three of the truck series which i would be in but i just can't do a monday night unfortunately uh we we would get a truck in there but um unfortunately tim court can't do it either because it's a little too early for him on a monday night unfortunately but the season does start this coming monday auto club 80 laps uh then we head to uh, iowa uh, for 130 laps milwaukee uh north wilkesboro uh roval eldora dover Bristol, Daytona, Nashville, Charlotte, and Lucas Oil Raceway is that season of the trucks. So go check out that if you are interested in the trucks. And that's all the news we've got for this week. So let's head on to the results brought to you by Brewster Coffee. Brewster.coffee, B-R-E-W-S-T-R. Remember, if you have a coffee in your local area that you want to shout out, uh, go to the website, log in, and give us give a review and let us know about it so we can read it out. Um, even um, contact us at lockedonlads.com.au.com. 
No, just .com. <laughs> I haven't done the email in ages, but just send us up on Facebook. We'll, we will shout it out. We want to we want to hear from everyone. Um, what well, was it? Our uh, last email was from one of our friends over in Slovenia, Belarus. Yeah, or Slo- yeah Slovenia. Yeah, that's Slovenia. right. They're not going to be Legends. messaging us after the Boomers gave him a touch up in the bronze medal match, so they're probably not listening anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry about that. That wasn't anything to do with us. Actually, we were cheering them on, but nothing to do with us. <laughs> uh, let's move on to. Let's start with. There's uh, Aussie Car V's had a bit of action last night, last week, and we had we had a car in the mix. In the front, welcome it's Michael Skurlock to Locked On Racing um, for for the V's, and he, he was well. Where did he finish up, Braden? Yeah, so he had a pretty good race, um, qualifying in fourth position, and had an enthralling battle with the one and only Chaz Mostert, which is pretty cool to see. So uh, the finishing positions for race one went Chaz Mostert, Michael Skurlock for Locked On Lads, Joseph De Jesus at the fourth. Chris Noble, Lee Partridge, Cameron Dance, a lowly sixth place. Who would have thought? Yeah. The big Cameron Dance. It's not he having it all his issue, way though. this season. He did, he did. Yeah. But it's not all going his way this season. No. Unfortunately, Southport Panda, I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> Southport was... Panda. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm having a shocker. Uh, Reece Gar- Ryan Simpson, Reese Gardner, Ryan Howe, and Sean McKenzie rounding out the top 10. Now, there were some big movers again. Our favourite name to bring up in the big movers section, Max Donnelly, 28th up to 13th. Um, Boy's a freak. (laughs) Always moving his way up the field strongly. Um, Rick Berger, 27th up to 18th. Philip Howe, 29th up to 19th. And Matthew Harriet, 32nd up to 22nd as well, were probably some of the biggest movers. Oh, and sorry, Simon Clayson as well, 20th up to 11th. Um, Some really, really good... Uh, moves there. Um, some decent results from some of the locked on boys with Nathan Verney uh, finishing inside the top 15. Uh, and Vic Van Veltsen also getting himself a 24th after starting 30th. But obviously, the notable one for locked on in that one was Michael Skurlock giving himself a second place. Yep, definitely. Then we went on to race two where it didn't disappoint yet again. Um, I didn't get to watch much of this because my TV decided YouTube wasn't going to work halfway through the race, but Cameron Dance got the win. Uh, uh, beating back, Ch- be- back to normal. <laughs> yeah, back to normal. Beating home Chaz Mostert, who came from fifth. Uh, Joseph DeJesus, the fourth, got the third, filled out the podium. Uh, Michael Skurla coming home in fourth where he, is where he started. The big mover of the week. Ryan Jones from 30th up to 5th. Well done, mate. That's, that's a big um, effort, especially in this field. Bad. Yeah, definitely. So Lee Partridge came home 8th. Uh, Ryan Howe in, no, 6th. I'm started looking at starting position. Lee Partridge in 6th. Uh, Ryan Howe in 7th. Daniel Hedishide, 29th up to 8th. Well done as well. Uh, Dennis Hancock finishing 9th. And Aaron Gutini in 10th, uh, rounding it out. So... We had an Aaron and Matthew running 10th and 11th there. So from the same household, one is assuming. Uh, once again, Max Donnelly, 23rd up the 13th, uh, outside of the, the mentions that we already had. Uh, Matthew Gattini from 19th up to 11th as well. Uh, 31st, Nathan Verney up to 14th. Good job there. Um, Ray Oliver, 24th up to 16th. And Stuart Crawford, 32 up to 18th is, is some other mentions there. Uh, as far as locked on, obviously we had Verney there in the top fifteen yet again. Michael Skurlock in the top five. Uh, outside of that, 
Jeremy Bush in 22nd, um, Vic Bentelton in 24th from 34th, which was a good effort. Uh, Callum Heinrich from 36th up to 26th as well, so good effort there as well. Um, shout out to Matthew Joy, who just turns up every week. He's an absolute legend. Let us look at the season's points, which took a while to come out, and Ira has bit himself... Giving himself too much to do these days because the, <laughs> the points are a nightmare. I think the boys are trying to actually help him out with that, so hopefully they can sort something out. But um, Ryan Howe leads the championship on 174 points. Big lead over Michael Scurlock in uh, second and 156, so well down. And Joseph Jesus coming in uh, third with 154, just two points ahead of Simon Clayson. And then Ryan Jones has dropped down to a three-way tie for fifth with Dennis Hancock and Kurt Broadhurst, uh, Lee Partridge there. Max Donnelly in ninth. Cameron Dance in tenth. When was the last time we said that? It's a very, wow. yeah, it's a, a tough field. And if you have an issue, you drop a lot of positions because it's a, a pretty big field of 40 plus at the moment. So, yeah, consistency is definitely rewarded very heavily in this season. Yeah, definitely. So the road to 2K, obviously, Ryan Howell is out in front. In the thing, he's a part of the road to 2K, so he's leading uh, the road to 2K. Uh, other than that, Simon Clayson, Dennis Hancock, Matthew Gattini, um, Ryan Simpson, and Callum Heinrich round out the six. You got Aaron Friend and Aaron Gattini on the equal seventh there, Matthew Harriet and Leon Williams rounding out the 10. And I know Ashley Knowles is sitting there at 11th, knocking down the door, wanting to be up a little bit higher than that. Uh, let's go on the team points, mate. Tell me what's going on there because it's a little bit exciting at the moment. Yeah, so pretty tight battle for first and second. Alpha Racing Team on 291. Uh, but Locked On Lads, 285, just six points behind them, trying to make good on their very close to uh, taking out the championship last season. Um, just really missing out by two points. So very, very close from White Knuckle Racing in third. Chill Out Motorsports fourth, tied with Aussie Car Racing Team as well. Uh Aussie Car Racing Team, the second team, I guess. They don't have a different name. Uh, in sixth, Orico Racing, Locked On Black Sheep Racing, A&M Racing, and Fusion Sim Racing rounding out the top 10 in the team's points. Yeah, well done to all of those there. Let's move on to the race we talked about before and um, not no need to go too much into depth in this one, but what happened in race one, mate? Yeah, so race one saw Ben Snell uh, fight his way from fifth up to take out the win in that pretty hectic last little uh, scrap on the last He lap. came from nowhere. You saw him turn himself on with like a lap and a half to go, just like, okay, it's race yeah. time, let's go, and just moved his way up from like fifth. Yep, absolutely. And... Uh, he took it from my good self in second place, just uh, half a second behind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that was the second race. That was the bloody idiot. <laughs> uh, from Chasty. James Chastanoff, uh, Alex McKellar, Alex John, Sean Doyle, John Schultz, Matthew Mites, Brady Baldwin, and Timothy Harris rounding out the top 10. Uh, some big movers in the field. Uh, Nathan Verdi, 18th up to 11th. Uh, Sean McKenzie, 21st up to 14th. And Clayton Davies, CD Cinematography fame, 28th up to 15th. Um, well and they Can were I the just main... point out top four under a second between them as, uh, once again? Yeah. Um, well, always such close finishing in this stuff. Um, yeah. Big shout out to Matthew Might. So, started seventh, finished eighth. Did not uh, give an inch though to any of those boys around him. So fighting there with uh, 
John Snell, uh, John Schultz, sorry, and uh, Sean Doyle, uh, yep. Brady Baldwin, um, really put in a good effort. Uh, Timothy Harrison and Vernie just behind him as well. It's a good little pack to watch if you do watch the broadcasts. Picture of consistency, Matthew Mart, so far this season oh, as well. Just hanging yep. around the edge of that top five and doing really, really well. Definitely. Let's go into race two where Locked On Racing got a win. It did. James Chastinoff going from second to first because uh, the other Locked On car sacrificed himself and took out Alex. No, hold on. That's not how it reads. Sorry. No. Um, James Chastinoff first, Alex John second, Russell Clark third, Ben Snell fourth. So that is Locked On Racing, Top Split Racing, Top Split TV, and Milo taking out one, two, three. Uh, so a good mix now. We're not no longer talking about the Milo boys. Or we're not no longer talking about the Green Wall. There is some differences there. Matthew Mites makes his way up to fifth, uh, the ever-consistent, beating home the ever-consistent Sean Doyle and the ever-consistent Nathan Verney and the ever-consistent Tim Harris uh, in eighth, Tim Corn in ninth, and Dennis Hancock in tenth. So that is, by my maths, one, two, three, four, five locked-on cars in the top ten after one of them sacrificed himself. So um, <laughs> I don't know about yeah. sacrificed himself, but <laughs> normally, normally, the, normally there's some kind of reward for the person who's doing the sacrificing, right? Normally there's like, you know, go to heaven or, or something. Yeah. I don't feel like I got any reward for that. So <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh, shout out to Russell Clark, who got the fastest lap of the race, got into the 204s, you sneaky little bugger. Um, <laughs> Sean McKenzie, 24th, up to 13th of the big movers. Once again, Clayton Davies, 16th to 11th. For a race with one lap qualifying, didn't supply a huge amount of big movers, but uh, Simon Dobner, 30th to 21st, um, 31st for Jamie Willits, the 19th, uh, and Ira Felberg, the man himself, 25th up to 17th, is a fairly good move in that race. I managed um, to do the reverse hard charger and going from 3rd <laughs> to 27th, so that was pretty impressive. Well, we won't talk about me from last one, which was 13th to 31st, so... <laughs> Um, we won't go there at all. Season points, you will not find me in this table at all. So Neither. James Chastanoff takes the lead in the championship, and it's a solid lead too. It's one of those leads where he just needs to be consistent from here on out. I've just absolutely jinxed the bastard. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> um, ben Snell in second, Alex John in third, and Alex McKellar in fourth. Matthew Mites and Sean Doyle in fifth and sixth. <laughs> they just can't be split. Uh, Dennis Hancock in seventh, Nathan Verney in eighth, Russell Clark in ninth, John Schultz, uh, who unfortunately didn't have a very good race too, in tenth. Um, we don't have road to 2K points, but if we did, it would say Brady Baldwin is in front. We do. You just got to scroll down. Yep, Brady Baldwin is oh, no. ahead from Jeremy Bush. Uh, yes, Clayton Davies uh, in third, Tim Corn fourth, Farron Hancock's fifth, Ashley Knowles, Craig Kerman, Darren Lasso. Jason Ganey and John Snell uh, tie, and Darren Lasso tied the eighth position there um, yep. in the Road and to 2K. I mention anyone outside of that, sorry. <laughs> um, let's move on to the team points, which for the first time is actually fairly interesting. Um, top split racing is still in front, 341. Um, Van Diemen racing with Ben Snell and Russell Clark is in second at 322, just 19 points back. Uh, Locked On Racing News and Results podcast is 315 points. Uh, so just a few further back with Locked On interviews, only a handful of points further back in fourth at 309. Uh, White Knuckle Racing is 308, one point behind. So as we mentioned before, Nathan Mites 
Nathan Mites, that's what it is on the thing. Matthew Mites, Nathan Verney, Sean Doyle, and Dennis Hancock generally finish almost identical spots, and you can tell because the four of them uh, as as teams are one point apart. It's ridiculous. And, and I must give shout-out to Chasty, who is very, very clearly <laughs> holding the carry, team up. <laughs> carrying this team on his shoulders this season and somehow managed to have us in third because I am having an absolute stinker and bringing so just imagine, practically nothing bro, to the team. Just imagine you had an extra 50 points to your tally, which is not hard to do considering the, the, the positions you've started compared to the positions you've finished. Mm. he'd be a good 20 points clear on the team's championship. But anyway, we won't go there. We won't rub salt into that wound. No, thanks. Instead, <laughs> we'll go to Carl Withy and hear all about Anscar. Take it away, Carl. Hello, everybody. And yes, I am back for the Anscar wrap-up here on Locked On iRacing. I'm Carl Withy, as ever. And this week, we are looking back on the final rounds of the Truck and Xfinity series, as well as both rounds of the Cup action from the last few weeks. So without further delay, let us start with the trucks. The final round of the series was held at Phoenix Raceway. The championship battle was close between Martin Leiden, Foster second, and outside chance Micklemore third. And it looked good for Micklemore taking pole next to Martin, Foster would lay in third. The race, as ever, at Phoenix was a tough one, with tight pack race forming, but it was a little late charge from Foster that saw him take the win over a hard-charging Welsh nibbler, Mr Michael Scurlock, and star of the night, Ruben Phelps, who started 28th and finished 3rd, just ahead of Jason Martin and 5th place man Donnelly. The 4th for Martin was not enough to make up that 7-point deficit to Edward Foster, who made his maiden championship in the truck series in the 53 Natari Autosport truck, winning himself and the team their first Anscar truck championship. Second and third were Mitch Motorsport drivers Martin and Micklemore. Fourth for this ever was the ever-consistent Matty Raymond. Fifth for Nathan Clark, who had a very strong season on the tarmac. Sixth for Finley. Seventh for Norman Clark. Eighth for Season 1 champion Stephen Williams. Ninth for Donnelly. And tenth for Schultz. And this wraps up the second season of the Anscar Truck Championship. Next, the thunder echoed to a silence as the season ended at the Glen for the Xfinity cars. Watkins Glen would see the final round of the Thunder series with Brenton Hobbo Hobson taking pole and the win with a one-stop strategy in a commanding way along with taking fifth, his fifth win of the season in his debut in the Anscar series, making a serious impression around all of the champions who have watched him race. Hobson was in with a shout of the championship if Gallagher and Micklemore did not finish, so it was between the two Mitch Motorsport drivers to battle it out. With a solid race, we saw a few drivers take a huge gamble and drive the 33 laps without pitting, pushing their tyres to bursting point and saving fuel where they needed to. This caught many drivers off guard and gave Micklemore a chance for snagging the title away from his teammate, but Gallagher's pace was enough to keep him ahead and score him the championship with a third place finish on a one-stop strategy. His teammate, who opted to stay out, could not stop the charge despite gaining four spots with this gamble and finished in P4. The biggest gainer and gambling driver was second place finisher Christopher Finlay, who kept a cool head and steady pace, beating the champion by two tenths at the end of the race. Brenton West would come home fifth, topping off a great debut season. 
The championship for the top three was down to 13 points at the end, with Gallagher taking his first title in Ansgar and for Mitch Motorsport. The teammate of himself, Josh Micklemore, came home second and third for Brenton Hobson in his debut championship. Fourth was the ever-strong Ruben Phelps, fifth for Brenton West, 6th for Maddie Raymond, 7th for Donnelly, 8th for Norman Clark, 9th for Hunter, and 10th for Wellman. Both the Trucks and Xfinity Series will be back for their third part in the next few weeks, so keep an eye out for that. If you are missing action, you can check out a fun race at the Brickyard, the Indianapolis Oval, uh, over at FGM Ecast, a race that was ran with the cars of tomorrow, and had a surprise leader for the first caution. I won't spoil anything, but he's a really good racing driver, apparently. Next, we had two races and one cup. Yes, we have the double cup race recap, starting off with Watkins Glen, where DPR once again pulled the rabbit out of a hat and took out all three spots at the top with Andrew Dyson drifting his way home to a victory, followed by his teammate Worley and Pearson in third. Fourth was Foster and fifth was Gallagher. The race in the midfield was action-packed as ever. The top seven did not make too much moves, but from eighth down, it was a battle royale where only the strongest survived. Next, we headed back to the Brickyard, Indianapolis, but this time for the road course. The DPR cars locked out the front row, but it did not go all their way. A mistake on the first lap from Pearson saw him fall to the back of the pack. Meanwhile, at the front, Dyson could not hold off his charging teammate after the first pit stop. With Philip Worley timing his charge to perfection and managing to become the 11th different victor for the cup season, beating out his teammate Dyson by 10 seconds. A little further back and was a returning driver of Daniel Hedersheed, taking out a strong P3. Fourth for Skurlock, fifth for Foster. The championship looks like this, with only two more races until we go to the chase. The battle is definitely heating up. First place is Micklemore on 810 points. Second, Gallagher, who's 31 points back. 39 points off the lead is Pearson. Fourth for Skurlock, 51 points down. 5th for Martin, 63 points down, 6th for Dyson, 68 off the lead, Foster in 7th, 91 off the lead, Danny G in 8th, 93 off the lead, Luke Traher in 9th, 149 off the lead, Matty Raymond in 10th, 151 off the lead. With two dot rounds to come into play, things will have a shake up for sure. So make sure to keep tuned to all the Anscar action on the Facebook page where you can find more details for the upcoming Truck and Xfinity series. And of course, if you do want to drive in Anscar, that's your best place to start. Head over to FGM Ecast, your place to catch all of the live racing on Facebook, YouTube and Twitch. And as ever, a big thank you to everybody at Locked On Lads and Locked On iRacing for keeping you up to date with all the best Aussie online action. Back to you, chaps. Thank you, Carl. It is amazing to have you back, and I can't wait for you to say my name on an Anscar broadcast very, very soon. Uh, the guy who spun out again, that Wilco guy from Locked On Racing, I can't wait to hear it in your voice. But we've got, can I just quickly say, you're going to hear about this next week because this is be next week's results for OzPass, but OzPass is brought to you by Tim Harris. Tim Harris from Locked On Racing had an absolute blinder last night. I got to watch the tail end of it. Uh, not only the third amateur home, but the ninth place get a uh, finisher in the race uh very very well done mate you're an absolute legend but take us away give us as oz pass from the week before what happened in that week take away tim hi guys tim here bringing you the race report from round six of the oz pass 
Pro-Am Sim Series uh, as we reach round six, the halfway point of season number four. The championship moved back to the GT3 category and to the famous Imola race circuit in Italy. So with this, we have a lot of chicanes, a lot of undulations and challenges for the drivers with potentials for slowdowns and such throughout the lap. So with this, uh, we had a, a really great field which consisted of a total of 51 drivers competing for the event with the format of a 20-minute sprint race followed by a 40-minute feature race. After the qualification, uh, Shane Van Gisbergen uh, was class of the field with a 141.7 followed very closely by Jack Wittes with the 142.0 and Michael Bolton with the 142.2. The spread of the field there, 141.7 right through to the 51st qualification been a 144 so quite a tight tight field there and the pro and the amateur drivers all set to do battle so at the end of race one Shane Wallace uh, held out Jack Wittes, Dennis Gaturik, Michael Bolton, Joshua Fitt, Ross Rizzo and Maverick Benson for the top seven positions there with Scott Gray, Matthew Cartleone and Christopher Henn rounding out the top ten once again, the lap time is very close. Jack Wittes, fastest lap of the race with the 142.0 over Shane Wallace's 42.1. However, at the end of the race, Wallace had a 3.4 second lead, which would end up putting him on 15th position for the feature race. The feature race being a top 15 invert, uh, so uh, basically reverse top 15 for that 40 minute feature the 40 minute feature uh, was quite a exciting first couple of laps with perhaps the last 10 to 12 cars on the grid actually taking the chance to pit on lap zero or the opening lap to avoid potential opening lap carnage as as it turned out that was a really really smart move there so with that, there was a little bit of first lap drama with a bit of a concertina effect into the chicanes through the first part of the course, uh, with cars going three to four cars wide uh, on perhaps a two-car wide track, which ended up with uh, some cars reaching for the sky. Uh, once again, it was a wonderful broadcast on FGM Ecast, and the guys surely were seeing things that they hadn't seen before. But uh, at the end of the 40-minute the feature there, Shane Van Gisbergen uh, did manage to make his way back up to the front of the field again with a 19.87 second lead over Jack Boyd. Uh, so obviously, uh, once again, Shane Wallace's fuel saving and pace alone uh, being fastest by 0.6 of a second over a single lap uh, over the 40 minutes continuously uh, really just confirmed his position once again at the top of the field. Running through the standings there of race two, uh, first place Shane Wallace, second place Jack Boyd, third Ross Rizzo, fourth Danny Davison, fifth Jack Wittes, uh, the rest of the top ten being Dennis Gaturik, Paul Mansell, uh, Jeff Connell, Jordan Peter, Michael Rosenblatt, uh, with uh, Luke Fitt being the first of the amateur class drivers home in 11th and Daniel Webster also in the amateur class in position number 12 so really good got performance with those guys getting all the way up there. With the sprint rounds accumulating a total of 450 maximum points per class this, the standings really consolidated 
between the drivers who have been putting in those consistent performances season season throughout. Uh, in the pro class, Shane Wallace carried on his near-perfect run at sending his lead over Jack Boyd. The battle for third is well and truly on, though. Uh, if you jump on the uh, Oz Pro-Am Facebook page, you'll be able to see the full list of results. Uh, which detail a very close points uh, championship table between third place and 10th place. So really there's still a lot to play for in the second half of the season for the pro drivers. In the AM class, Daniel Webster having uh, another continuation of his form with a cracker of night. Uh, he's really established himself as the number one so far in the series. Uh, Christopher Sturdy having uh, a really good evening as well as Daniel Cheney adds Luke Fitt obviously being the fastest of the AM drivers in the 40-minute final, uh, jumping up uh, seven positions in the championship table. In the team's championship, we're finding Injectors Online Racing 2 of Maverick Benson and Shane Wallace still leading the way. In a move up the field from third into second, uh, TechSense Fitzy Motorsport of Matt Andrews and Daniel Cheney uh, have moved up into second there with Boyd Racing, Jack Boyd and Glenn Boyd dropping one into third. Team Racing remaining fourth. JNL Racing up two spots into fifth. Side Hustle uh, remaining in sixth. Pulse Tuning seventh. ILEC Motorsport eighth. Team Ozpass in ninth and Late Apex in tenth. As the championship moves on and the ballast is adjusted again for the next round, we're looking at some uh, changes there with minus seven kilos for the Ferrari, a plus ten kilos for the Porsche minus four for the BMW M4 and plus four kgs for the Lamborghini. With the next round being round seven uh, hosted at Barber Motorsport Park you can catch all the action on FGM eCast from 7.45 Australian Eastern Standard Time on a Tuesday. Uh, so that round will be a 20-40 minute uh, sprint slash feature round as well uh, before we get set to head into the next Enduro round the following week. Once again I'd like to thank all the series sponsors and Computer Technology Corporation, uh, Simrigs.com, HJ Plant Repairs, Phoenix Smokers and 93PC as well as the great admin team there at OzPass bringing you one of the best fixed GT3 series about. So have fun and hope you guys tune into the broadcast and watch some amazing over the next week. Thanks again for tuning in. Thank you so much for that, Tim. I can't wait for you to hear how good you went next week. But let's hear from that Alex McKellar guy who you have to apologize to once again, I think. Um, and also, let's hear about how good you raced from Alex McKellar's mouth. Did he rubbish you in the broadcast <laughs> he, he after? Had, <laughs> it was funny because he had every single right to. And in fact, he He's was the, the nicest one, guy in the world, isn't he? He was the one who said uh, on broadcast, well, I actually don't think that was a dive bomb. It was actually seemed like a pretty good move. So okay. uh, I have to, you know, just it makes me feel even worse. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> he is one of the nicest people in the world. So take it away, Alex. Tell us about Sunday Night Lights. Thanks, Wilco. G'day everyone, Alex McKellar here, the host of Top Split TV's ongoing coverage of Sunday Night Lights. This week for Round 8, the SNL drivers took to the shorter layout of Mid-Ohio, the track really living up to its promise of tight racing where overtaking was really very challenging. Qualifying saw the return of Sebastian Schultz, 
who appeared once again to be the person to beat after putting his skippy on pole four-tenths clear of the field in his second SNL race of the season. Leading ANZ contender Corey Lean joined Schultz on the front row, just edging out current series leader Ludwig Giedi, who started third. Giuseppe Tolini put in a solid qualifying performance to have the Italian driver starting fourth, with perennial contender Julian O'Frey starting from fifth. The 4,000-plus strength of field opened the door for some of the local ANZ contingent to get their opportunity in the broadcast race. Other than Lean, we saw Vasco Sorovsky starting in 8th, Mitchell Nichols, who was actually the leading ANZ driver on the championship table overall, had an opportunity also to show his skills after plying his trade in the second split for much of the season so far, starting in 10th. From there we saw the return of Craig Byley, Locked On iRacing's Braden Martin and newcomers Justin Watt and Paul Wilson, all taking the grid in the second half of the 18-strong field. When the green flag dropped, there was a strong procession of drivers tackling the exit of Turn 1 into the immediate right-hand hairpin, the truncated opening sector very much changing the dynamic of the racing, with nothing by way of extended straights to facilitate passing, Track position was clearly king on the night. The face of Iberian Skippy Racing across competitions, Cristobal Otero made a return for the second week running after his success at the Red Bull Ring last week. However, his night was cut short, at least in terms of his time at the pointy end of the field, with a massive checkup into turn two on lap one that saw Otero, along with Finnish driver Ras Vuori, cop the worst of the incident. Both left with sad-looking skippies and setting out on recovery drives. This allowed for a group of the top five qualifiers to break away from the field, led by pole sitter Sebastian Schultz. Meanwhile, it was Norwegian driver Håkon Grebstad and ANZ's own Mitchell Nichols who were making moves in the midfield, both drivers up three positions in the first few laps, at a track where it is notoriously difficult to pass. This was perhaps most evident in Julian O'Frey's race. While he set the fastest lap on the night, he spent the whole race doing everything he could to unsettle Giuseppe Tolini, who had qualified just the one position in front of him on the grid in the hope of overtaking the stoically defending Italian pilot. Despite his excellent time in qualifying, Corey Lean seemed unable to match the effort when it came to race pace, and by lap four, a small mistake on the run through Thunder Valley saw him cede second place on the track to Ludwig Giedi. This proved to be a pivotal moment as once past lean, Giedi was able to tuck in behind the pace setter Schultz, and the pair started to drive away from lean and the battling duo of Tallini and O'Frey. But in what was perhaps the subplot of the night, it was Nichols who had what could only be described as a polarising performance. From the broadcaster's perspective, he was making some breathtaking overtaking attempts repeatedly throughout the race. While these manoeuvres were exciting to the viewer at home, I have no doubt some of his fellow drivers would have been less thrilled at the sometimes spectacular lunges. No more fascinating battle occurred than that between Nichols and Grebstad at around the halfway point in the race when Nichols fired attack after attack at the defending Norwegian who ultimately capitulated to the ANZ driver's charge on lap 12. 
Nichols' run through the field looked to be continuing as he put a bit of a gap on Grebstad and came across the fifth place O'Frey on lap 17 after O'Frey had lost the rear of his car through the carousel in what would be his final attempt to overtake Tallini. Nichols and O'Frey put on a spectacular, albeit brief, battle on the tail end of that lap and into the penultimate lap before coming together in the braking zone to turn four. Unfortunately, this ended Nichols' charge. This left an equally exciting battle, raging on the final lap for the race win that saw Geedy make an over-under attempt through the S's at a gap that just ultimately did not open, as he expected, causing him to make contact and turn the race leader, Schultz. Geedy did attempt to wait for Schultz to redress, however, Schultz's car was too damaged to continue and he was forced to tow. This left Geedy to take his second win on the trot. Geedy was the first to admit to his mistake in the post-race interviews and was as disappointed as anyone could be with the circumstances surrounding his win. This last lap incident between the leaders saw ANZ's Corey Lean rise back to his starting position and finish in second place, with Tallini taking the final step on the podium in third. After an eventful race, Julian O'Frey was able to jump a single position, finishing in fourth with Grebstad rounding out the top five. Following the fortunes of the ANZ drivers in the field, Vasco Sorovsky made a great fist of his SNL outing, finishing in sixth. Greg Biley rose six positions to finish in seventh, with Braden Martin, Justin Watt and Paul Wilson finishing 11th, 13th and 14th respectively. Unable to capitalise on all the action in his race, Mitchell Nichols finished all the way down in 17th position. Briefly going around the grounds to check on some of our SNL regulars in the lower splits, we saw the second split taken out by ANZ driver Richard King. An excellent drive from Ken Hyam saw him hold off locked on iRacing's own Nathan Verney for third position. Verney who just missed out on the top split race this week, finished just behind Himes in fourth. Mark Jeffrey had what appears to be his first non-scoring round, finishing all the way down in 15th. Turning our attention to the championship standings after eight rounds, we see Mivano Sim Racing's Ludwig Giedi retain the championship lead from Julian O'Frey. Corey Lean's podium finish sees him return to third position in the overall standings, with Tallini jumping back to fourth and leapfrogging Manu Big Breaks Liketa, who was notable in his absence from the racing this week. Mitchell Nichols' adventurous outing in the top split race and non-point scoring results sees him drop to seventh position, just ahead of Mark Jeffrey, who retains eighth, also ahead of Vasco Sorovsky and Braden Martin in ninth and tenth, respectively. Next week, the feature racing of the week heads to Snetterton for the first time in many seasons. The unique challenge, no doubt, presenting many questions to the strongest skippy drivers who will attempt to tackle it. So join us on track or over on the Top Split TV Twitch channel next Sunday night at 9.15pm Australian Eastern Standard Time, where once again it will be the place to be on a Sunday night. Thank you as always to our friends over at the Locked On iRacing Podcast for their ongoing support of both Sunday Night Lights and the, the broader ANZ iRacing community. But for now, folks, and until next week, this is Alex McKellar signing off. Ciao for now.
And that wraps up the results section of the podcast tonight. By the way, we're also brought to by 24-7 Race Control, which I should have put at the start, the the very start section. But that's okay. They're really cool. But don't forget CD Syntography and Brewster.coffee. We've said it enough. You'll hear it again. Go rate some coffee houses. Now, that's it. So, Braden, where can people find you, mate? And what do you got planned? Yeah, well. Practicing for an enduro, I hear. Anything you want to announce? Yeah, we're practicing for the Petit Le Mans uh, coming up later this year. Um, been streaming a little bit of Halo uh, Master Chief Collection, which has been great fun with some of the, some of the boys from high school. Um, bit of racing, doing some skippies, having some pretty good success in that in the moment, and obviously got Twitch affiliate recently. So shout out to founders subscriber Top Split TV Alex McKellar. For some reason, not only did he not rubbish me on his broadcast, <laughs> not only did he accept my apology for completely ruining his race, he then was my first subscriber on Twitch. I am the worst human being in the world. <laughs> Can I just say, I watched that broadcast and you beelined it for that guy. Like, it just, it was a hit job if ever I've seen one. It's like, there's Alex Quick. I can get him here and just went straight at him. It was like you pulled out. You know when you see like a torpedo come out of a um, submarine and it shoots off at that angle directly to where it's got to go? Look like you just pulled out of line and just went straight to the side of him. It was perfect. Yeah, anyway. so if you want to see me hopefully not killing any other drivers in the near future, you can come over and um, have a chat at twitch.tv slash the1dwade. I am trying to work out how I can set up this PC and rig and stuff so I can start playing some other games because I'd love to do some more streaming with some other games because sometimes you just don't feel like streaming iRacing. It's it's quite a mental challenge at times. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, come over and say hello. It's been really awesome having some pretty cool streams lately. And, um, yeah, it's not really, really been good fun. And if you want to hear me not talking about the Olympics anymore, but probably crying about some other sports team or go go team, uh, can talk to me over on, at Braden Talks on Twitter. Definitely do that. And if you want to sponsor the segment of, of Braden Apologizes, uh, let us know. We are <laughs> looking out for sponsors for that segment coming up very soon. Uh, you can catch us at Locked On Lads on Facebook, Locked On Lads on Twitch, Locked On Lads YT on YouTube. Uh, LockedOnLads.com slash Discord is the way to get into our Discord. Come join us. Have a chat. Be friendly. We've got a cool little uh, mini motorways crew going at the moment, doing weekly challenges in that, and I'm embarrassed to even start it because you guys are in like the 3,000s. But come along, see what you're made of. Um, Also, you know, just the cooking channel. We've got all the cool channels, the memes. We've got the mental health channel, which has been pretty active at the moment. Obviously, if you're going through anything in COVID, hearts out to you at the moment. It's a stressful time. Um, Also... Keep an eye out for Scops on the weekend. First endurance round. Jay Kennedy's doing a Australian first in, in racing coverage. I don't know what it is, but go check it out. He's he's G'd me up, tells me it's going to be something special. So Are you trying to tell happening. me Jay Kennedy has not given us the scoop of something that is happening? Oh, I tried. I'm disappointed. I am disappointed. <laughs> I'm tried. But definitely go watch this, the Scops race on the weekend where I think the Banter Alliance has, has the very first um, Banter Alliance crew going with Andrew Ritchie and James Chastanoff driving the EMU racing car. So go check them out. Cheer them on. Come on. Let's do this. Uh, anyway, till next week, you'll find me probably racing tomorrow night. I hope to get some Starbase streams going now. I'm starting to understand it a bit. 
Um, and yeah, other than that, have a good week all. We'll catch you next week and look out for the interview with Stuart Brown from um, FGM Ecast. It's a really good chat. So that'll be out this Sunday. Have a good one, all. See you later. Bye. Good luck, Chasty. Miss you, Chasty.